can speak? Do I need the mic or I can just speak? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why are we quiet this morning? Hallelujah. How are we all feeling? Lighter, hopefully. If, uh, if, if you bear witness to what God did uh, just this morning, stroke afternoon, I just want us on the count of three to just let out the loudest shout to, to Jesus right now and just thank him for his goodness and his mercy. So on the count of three, as loud as you can, I want you to shout, thank you, Jesus. Are you ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Thank you, Jesus! Hallelujah. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for, um, you could be seated, uh, so much for uh, having me back. Uh, I can't remember the last time I was here. I think it was at some point last year. I don't think I've been this year. Um, but anytime I do come, it's always an awesome time in his presence. You guys are always just so welcoming. Um, if ever I'm asked, I always say um, ANT is the coolest church in London. Um, I've got quite a few friends down here, so um, what we'll do is we'll keep that between us. We'll edit that out of the recording, um, but just know that I'm constantly uh, just showing love uh, to A&T whenever I have friends who are in and around the area. I'm always encouraging them to, to visit because I know uh, you guys are integral to what God is doing, uh, both now and in the future. And this is good soil, and God is definitely here. Amen. Um, as most of you already know, uh, my name's Sam. I reside currently in Northampton, which is in the Midlands. How many of you actually know where Northampton is? Oh, quite a few. That's cool. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, I've been there for a very long time. Originally, I'm from London. Uh, was born in East, raised in South. Um, I feel like there's a theory about where I was born. Who else was born in Homerton Hospital? I just feel like wherever you go, you'll find one person that was born in Homerton. Uh, yeah, so uh, moved in my early teens up to Northampton, uh, and I've been there ever since. I'm blessed uh, to be married to the love of my life, Debbie. Uh, she's an amazing, amazing woman of God, uh, and hopefully the next time I get to come, I'll bring her, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave the kids, because... Um, uh, Whenever I go somewhere with Debs, it feels like a holiday, so I want to continue that. Um, but yeah, like God is doing amazing things up in Northampton. Uh, we're in the process of pioneering. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Um, so, you know, hopefully you guys can bear us up whilst we're um, currently in that process as well. Uh, and that God's hand will be upon us as we do his will in the region. Um, I've brought two people with me that I'm going to introduce. They had no idea I was going to do this. So um, if I could just invite my friend Jack up to <laughs> This man is the literal definition of till the wheels fall off. Um, he's one of the most loyal people I know. Uh, anything you need, this guy is always there. Like, I remember one time we were moving house. We lived in Coventry for a bit and I asked him to come and help us redo a wall. 
within an hour he was done. But and that was, let's say that was about 2 p.m. By 12 a.m., this guy was still around, just helping us move stuff, just because he wanted to. And that epitomizes who he is, right? So I actually want to do something. I actually really want to embarrass him right now. <laughs> um, so on the count of three, I just want us all to say, we love you, Jack, because I know he really hates that, right? So <laughs> one, two, three. We love you, Jack! There you go. Thank you, bro. Receive all that love. going to go all red in a minute, you can tell, <laughs> tell when he's embarrassed. And this is my uh, biological brother, my, the youngest one of us. Uh, this, is, uh, this is my brother Isaac, um, also known as my mom's favorite, as she, she never fails to remind me every time we speak. Um, but he's just such, he's got such a heart of gold. Uh, a man after God's own heart, such a powerful evangelist as well, uh, that God is using in the arena of sport. Uh, I believe God's kept him hidden for a season, but now's the time where we're really going to see him uh, at the forefront, especially in the sports world. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming today. <laughs> Amen. As ever, I, I don't shy away from telling you guys how much I love uh, not only you as a family, but I love, love, love the leadership that is over you. Uh, if we could just give a round of applause one time for uh, Pastor Ayo and Pastor Susan. <laughs> Even in their absence, I believe it's good to, to give honor where it's due. Uh, and because of their yes, uh, you guys are reaping the benefits of that. Um, I say it all the time because it's true. God is only just beginning with this house. And you guys haven't seen anything yet. You're all at the very beginning stages of what God is doing. Uh, and I'm sure for those of us that have been here long enough, you've seen the steady incline of just how things have grown uh, since this ministry started. And it's only going to get better. Hallelujah. Um, so Pastor Susan, Pastor Ayo, I love you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, it's an indication of the trust you have in me, uh, and I don't take it for granted. Hallelujah. Amen. Right, so I've got a pretty simple um, but affirming word today. Um, I feel like uh, the Lord was laying this message on my heart when I was just inquiring of him. Uh, with regards to what to share today with ANT. Um, and I feel like, in one sense, it addresses things uh, that need to, be, uh, needs to be addressed. But in another sense, I also feel like it encourages and gives hope uh, to you as his sons and daughters. Hallelujah. So the title of my message today is actually Sons and Daughters. And... I did send uh, the team some text, so what I normally do is I'll read it off um, my laptop and you guys could just follow along on the screen. Hallelujah. Father, we just pray over this word as it goes forth. I ask that you do a work that only you can do, let it pierce through the hearts of your people, let it resonate, let it bring healing where needed, let it bring deliverance where needed, let it 
bring edification. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you control the words that I say. Let nothing I say be out of alignment with your will. And then it all bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name. So if you want to, I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. You could either follow me on your devices, your, your Bibles, or you could just follow on, on the screen. Uh, so I'm going to go. My first uh, scripture is going to be 1 Peter chapter 1 from verse 13 to 19. And it says, So then prepare your hearts and minds for action. Stay alert and fix your hope firmly on the marvelous grace that is coming to you. For when Jesus Christ is unveiled, a greater measure of grace will be released to you. As God's obedient children, never again shape your lives by the desires that you followed when you didn't know better. Verse 15. Instead, shape your lives to become like the Holy One who called you. Hallelujah. For scripture says, you are to be holy because I am holy. Since you call on him as your heavenly father, the impartial judge who judges according to each one's works, live each day with holy awe and reverence throughout your time on the earth. Verse 18. For you know that your lives were ransomed once and for all from the empty and futile way of life handed down from generation to generation. It was not a ransom payment of silver and gold which eventually perishes, but the precious blood of Jesus Christ, who like a spotless, unblemished lamb was sacrificed for us. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. 1 John chapter 3 from verse 4 to 10, it says, Anyone who indulges in sin lives in moral anarchy. For the definition of sin is breaking God's law. And you know without a doubt that Jesus was revealed to eradicate sins. And there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in union with him will not sin. But the one who continues sinning hasn't seen him with discernment or known him by intimate experience. Verse 7. Delightfully loved children, don't let anyone divert you from this truth. The person who keeps doing what is right proves that he is righteous before God, even as the Messiah is righteous. But the one who indulges in a sinful life is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God was revealed was to undo and destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Everyone who is truly God's child will refuse to keep sinning because God's seed remains within him. And he is unable to continue sinning because he has been fathered by God himself. Here is how God's children can be clearly distinguished from the children of the evil one. 
anyone who does not demonstrate righteousness and show love to fellow believers is not living with God as his source. Why am I going down this route today? I feel like God's been drawing my attention to the state of culture recently and the overt immorality that we're seeing around about us. You're seeing it through many various platforms. You're seeing it at award shows. You're seeing it as you're scrolling on your social media feed. Just wherever you look, even as you're walking down the street, you're just seeing what was once concealed, let's say about 10 years ago, is so overt nowadays that people are becoming increasingly comfortable with declaring who it is they belong to. Hallelujah. And just in my private time with the Lord, I feel like he's been impressing upon me this righteous and holy anger that he has towards everything that is appearing to try and shape and program the minds of those he created. Because essentially it causes them to live outside of his will for them. And if you can imagine it as a loving father, knowing what he planned and purposed for us as his children, being grieved by the idea and the clear demonstration that those whom he so loved and created are so willing to partner with an entity that is hell-bent on creating distance between him and his children. And specifically, God's been taking me on a journey where he's allowing me to see that you as children ought to know who you are and where you come from. Hallelujah. Because if I know who I am and where I come from, that informs the decisions I make. That informs the lifestyle I lead. Hallelujah. The difference between a son and daughter who are continually rooted in their identity and an orphan is one has a reference on who to be and how to be. The orphan has no reference for who to be, so anything goes. Hallelujah. But a son and daughter who have intentionally cultivated close proximity with their father are constantly beholding the nature of their father. And in turn, what you'll find is the life they lead is representative of the one that they spend the most time with. And I feel like God has sent me to ANT today to reaffirm the fact that you 
as sons and daughters have a father. Hallelujah. Repeat after me. I am not an orphan. I am a son and daughter. Therefore, I know how to behave. God is holy in nature. What does holy mean? The word holy in, in Hebrew is kadosh. It means set apart. There is none like him. He's separate from other entities. He is sinless. He is spotless. The Bible describes in Revelations 4 of the constant declaration of the four living creatures and the 24 elders as they behold him on his throne, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. So if I'm created by a holy God, the Bible says in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 7, then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a, a living creature. Bible also says in Genesis 1.26 that God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. So if I'm created by a holy God and the very life I live, the, the very uh, uh, oxygen that I breathe comes from him, that tells me that God is the source of my identity. God is the very reason why I'm here on the earth today. I didn't create myself. I didn't, I didn't decide what my design was going to be. It all came from him. So if I received life from him, surely I'm supposed to Exhibit what he gave me. But what you're finding on the earth is a people that have lost a sense of their identity in him. We're living in a time where it's ridiculous. Yes, the Bible says that in the latter days, Good shall be called evil and evil good. But just the mere fact that you're seeing it is, 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 is crazy. Just in conversations that you're having, just in, in the way people are just spewing all kinds of evil. And it's, it's seeping through the TV screens. It's coming through the speakers as, as, as we're listening to music. It's even going into the education system where they are now creating some sort of thing, I don't know what to call it, where it's designed to have you going against the very uh, intent of the one that created you. And in response, I feel like God is addressing this now amongst his people, where as a father, if you know your child is outside, for example, and you see your child misbehaving, as a father, 
You are compelled to take your, your place in that child's life as the authority over said child and to remind that child of the values, the morals, and the principles that exist in the home that they are raised. We're having people walking the earth today with no sense of belonging and in turn turning to lifestyles that grieve a holy God and a loving Father. And I feel like the Lord wants me to remind A&T today that you have a Father. God is being very, very, very specific now about what you can allow into your lives. Because anything designed to take you away from him is not a blessing at all. Hallelujah. I feel like in this season, God wants me to confirm to you that what was previously conducive in seasons gone by, where you may have thought a certain threshold was enough uh, to live a life of depth in God, God is bringing our attention to things and saying, listen, this thing or these things pose a threat to heart connection with me. And if you lose heart connection with me, your focus begins to shift. And whatever it is you turn your attention toward will now start to shape your thinking. And will now start to inform some of the decisions you make going forward. All leading to a life that is polar opposite to the one that he predestined for us to live as sons and daughters. The affirmation of God to you, A.N.T., is that you have a God who created you, a Father that loves you, and you have to guard your place of proximity with God in this season. For there are many things that are being released on the earth that have no other agenda but to turn hearts away from him. I've been sat in rooms with concerned parents and members of of boards at schools and just up to two years ago, certain things I just wasn't aware of that was going on in the education system that God brought our attention to. And you just see where it's all leading, how the agenda of the enemy has, is, is running so rampant to where the, the new, there's onslaught against the nuclear family. There's Things now that are, are being put in place to have your child, if you are a parent, 
questioning his or her identity. And you ask, you ask yourself the question, what were we looking at that it got to this point? Yes, we knew these times were always going to come, but just why does it feel like it's all just happened so quickly and easily? God is, is, is very aggressively now causing his children to turn their head towards him. Because the, the enemy is not so subtle if I could put it that way. I feel like the enemy is just in your face with it now. And for me, the, the craziest thing about what, what's happening in our time today is the silence from the, the children of light. I'm thinking, where, where are we? What, how, how is this all happening? I'll never forget in, in a recent time of prayer with the Lord. The Lord could just sense what was going on in, in my mind and just thinking about the idea that my ability to parent my child a certain way is now being compromised because of certain things that are in the works. And it was almost like in that moment, God said, no, son, listen, I have a response. And I'm about to respond through you and through others like you. There is a mandate upon us as children, sons and daughters in this season for us to exhibit identity. Who would have thought the most radical thing you could do on the earth at one point would be to live according to your design? There is a standard now that I believe God is, is going to begin to exhibit through his children on the earth and here's how it's going to happen everyone in this room and in rooms like this are going to come into a new level of appreciation for abiding in his presence as you abide you become more and more and more accustomed to him. You become more and more accustomed to his holiness. You become more and more accustomed to his ways, to his word, to his nature. And without even realizing it, you and I will begin to exhibit 
the same thing in territories that we enter. People are going to begin to ask you, what is it that's so different about you? And what will speak for you is the clear evidence that you constantly dwell with a set-apart being. There is something about God that is so transformative when you give yourself over to that process of yielding and spending time in his presence. The further you go in him, you'll begin to realize that there were things that were attaching themselves to you in seasons gone by that can no longer handle it because of the depth that you've cultivated between you and him. And here's, here's another amazing thing about him as a father. It's your infatuation with him that keeps you coming back. I feel like God is bringing some of you in this room into such places of encounter with him where the supernatural is going to become more and more normal with you. Because the only way the enemy cannot sift you the way he intends to is by going deeper and deeper into him. Hallelujah. There's a place that some of us in this room occupy that is no longer conducive for where it is God is trying to take you. There is such a depth now that God is calling for where it is no longer an option. You must go deeper. Indecisiveness is something that will very much Speak for you if you choose to remain lackluster with your devotion to God. There are people that have engaged in religiosity for years and found themselves circling round the same mountain over and over again for years that are now going to realize that the space they occupied wasn't enough. Think about it. How many experiences can an eternal being give you? There is no cap. Do you know that there are so many mysteries that God wants to reveal to you on a day-to-day -day basis? And it takes yours and my intentionality to access it? Do you know that God the Father has so much attention on your life that he, 
He cares about the little things, the things that you and I might assume doesn't matter to him. Do you know that God desires conversation on a regular basis as you're walking down the street, as you're in your place of work? Do you know that God is not just this thing that we do on Sundays, this thing that we do in a midweek context? Do you know that God is beyond what you experience at an event or a function? Do you know that there are tailored experiences specifically designed for you that God wants to give you in the secret place with him? What's available for you will not be tapped into if you don't set in your heart to go after it. God's message to his children in this hour is for us to fix our attention upon him and to not give eye or ear to anything designed to take it away from him. Because before you know it, you'll find yourself in a loophole, in a rabbit hole, wondering how did I get here? It's not just enough for you and I now to say, God, I desire you. What exists as a thought in my mind has to lead to action. And I feel like God wants me to encourage some of you in here also that your private time with him is the ultimate priority. There is no such thing as a blessing if it takes the place of, of priority that your creator should have in your life. What do I mean? There's no job great enough to qualify more of your time than him. There is no loved one qualified enough to demand more of your time and attention than him. And I see God jealously and aggressively beckoning you into secret places with him. Why? Because every time you encounter him and he encounters you, it leaves an imprint. There is a process of change, a process of elevation and upgrading that happens every time you come into encounter with him. And the world round about us is equally competing through many streams to command our attention. The power of decision is in my hands. Do I choose to yield and submit my ways to the one that created me? Or do I fall into the trap of deception and 
try and look for love that can only come from him in, in, in other <coughs> places. God is not competing for our attention. He is a holy God who created us, gave us life, and gives us the grace, the divine enablement to be his expression on the earth. And what you and I cannot afford to do is to be lazy in our devotion to him. I promise you it will catch up to you. We're living in such a time where there's such intention on prying you away from the presence of God. And looking for him in places he will never be found. And keeping you in systems designed for your oppression. It takes, do you, do you know, God is very intentional in our private times with him. I feel like God, one thing God wants to do in, in our times of devotion is address things that he knows are to our detriment. I won't forget a time I had with him recently where there was just so much chaos going on around about me. And I just had to, I, I had to leave uh, where I was and just find a private location and just vent and release it all to him and as I was about to en enter into worship the Holy Spirit just started to touch on the specifics things that had occupied my mind things that caused stress or strain in whatever uh, areas they were happening at the time and dealing intentionally with each one of those things and, and calling it out and saying, no, this is, this is there, this is happening. My rebuttal to that moment with him was, I, I really just want to get into worship and, and, and give you all your accolades and maybe say a few prayer points and leave. But he said, what is the point if, if that's all you ever do? When you have these moments with me, I like to reveal how dynamic I am. I, I like to show you that I'm a God that cares. The Bible says he's a present help in a time of need. God is, is a loving and a caring father. He's not an absent father like he he very much cares about whatever situation you have going on. He's, he's very focused on the specifics of your life. And there's, there's a threat right now 
for our attention. There are things vying for our attention. And before we know it, compromising the secret place leads to a life of dissatisfaction. But I see God restoring private spaces with him today. I see God giving you a renewed heart for him, a, a new deep desire for him. Because what he wants to do is continually affirm you in his presence every time you draw near. And I see God coming into our lives and addressing the enemy wherever he has run rampant. And as any loving father would, pulling us away from anything that seeks to bring destruction. God is not going to settle for half-hearted devotion in this season. I feel like God is reordering and reshaping things in our lives. Where he's now reestablishing his order and making it clear to you and I that you have a father. And he's bringing back the, the deep need and want in your inner man to just want to dwell with him in a place of secret. I see God uplifting certain things that have kept you bound. Certain things that have, you, you feel like you've, you've come out of or certain areas of struggle in your life. I see God completely delivering you from such. If you just rise up as sons and daughters. like God wants me to encourage some of us in here today not to shy away from honesty I don't know who needs to hear this but I feel like God wants you to lean into tenderness when in his presence I feel like God wants to prove to some of us in here how much of a loving father he is. For some of you, there are things that you think God doesn't care about or this one is beyond God or, or just I've been praying about it and he's not responded. But I feel like in this season, some of us are going to see such a demonstration of God as father in our lives. And with each encounter that we have, it's leaving 
such an imprint within us of his existence around about us. And it's, it's giving us the, the capacity to want to go further and deeper. I feel like some of us haven't felt God's love in a long time. And I see him coming to address that in this season. For there are things that have been occupying your minds and your hearts that have disturbed God's consistency. But I see God as a loving father coming to address those things within you. Because he doesn't want to lose you. I see God reaffirming you as a son and a daughter. I see God vetoing some of the words that were spoken over you. Some of you have been so accustomed to rejection that you've now lived your life accordingly. As though you, you're not worthy of love. And I see God addressing that within you. And doing a rewiring in your mind. So if that's you, I just want you to lift your hands and receive that. God wants me to reaffirm you today, A.N.T. I am your father. And God wants me to let you know that forcefully he's addressing anything that tries to take you away from him. And as I close my prayer over you is that God will give you an even deeper desire to want to seek him in the secret place. If, if that's you, just lift your hands and say, God, increase my capacity for more. Just pray that over yourself. Oh, that we would live as sons and daughters confident of your love for us. And that we would walk affirmed in our identity. Father, would you take the pain of yesteryears away? 
would you lift the pain of disappointment that has discouraged your children from wanting to seek you? Oh, Father, would you restore the heart that wants to seek you? Restore the heart that wants to go after you? sons and daughters that belong. Father, we willfully yield our souls towards you. We yield our heart towards you, God. And we ask that you continuously encounter us, that we may walk the earth bold, in our identity. That we may reflect your glory on the earth. And Father, through your Holy Spirit, give us the deep convictions wherever necessary. If ever the temptation arises to indulge in a life opposite to your intended design for us. Father, may you silence the voice of the wicked one that continuously seeks to sow seeds of doubt into the minds and hearts of your people. Father, let not the agenda of the enemy prevail. Father, we ask, Holy Spirit, infiltrate the school systems wherever they have sought to bow their knee to an entity that seeks to bring about destruction even over young children. Go ahead of us, God, and reestablish your order. Lord, empower nuclear families all across the globe and give them the boldness to stand for you in these days and to live as sons and daughters on the earth. yourself more. Reveal yourself through your word. Reveal yourself through dreams. Show yourself even in the midst of our communities. precious time we've had in your presence today. We thank you for the resetting that's taken place in the hearts of your people. We thank you for the confirmation that you've given some of your people today. And Lord, we ask that you continue this work in the midst of ANT. When people see them, they see you. 